Hello, welcome to the Lewisburg United Methodist Church podcast. Thanks for joining us today. For sermon notes and videos related to this message, please visit lwbumc.com. Hi, good morning. Um, please stand if you're able for the reading of Luke 11, 37 through 40. While he was speaking, a Pharisee invited him to dine with him. So he went in and took his place at the table. The Pharisee was amazed to see that he did not first wash before dinner. Then the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You fools, did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? As we continue our Lenten series of sermons about things to give up for Lent, this was a tricky one. It says, give up your inner enemies for Lent. And I struggled coming up with what all that means and what Jesus says about that. But I had a memory come back to me. Sometimes that happens when you're working in scripture. A memory will jog your, jog your um, past. And I remember one year, my mom bought us real Halloween costumes. Most of the time in our family with six kids, you just tried to look around in closets and find stuff you can throw together to turn yourself into some sort of character for Halloween. But for some reason, this one year, she bought us real costumes, and we all had plastic masks. Remember how the masks used to all be plastic, and you couldn't breathe? But they looked so good. So I, of course, got to be the princess. And I was so excited about my princess mask and beautiful gown that I put it on way early, way before trick-or-treating was starting that day. And I pranced around the neighborhood and played in the front yard and kept that mask on most of the day. The thing that made me so excited is people would come by, neighbors, and would say, oh, what a beautiful princess. Oh, you just look so lovely. And I remember at six and seven years old thinking I'd really fooled them, that they really thought that I was a princess. You know, sometimes as people, we walk around wearing masks. It's always refreshing, isn't it, when you have someone like Kinsey that comes up and takes the mask off and gets real It's so refreshing, especially in a church. As I think back on that mask I got to wear that Halloween, it reminds me of some symbolism. First of all, for wearing a mask, it only tells you about the outside of a person. It doesn't tell you about the inside of a person. Oftentimes when we're wearing our mask or our disguises or our personas, we think we're fooling people, but we're not. Also, wearing a mask and having to be someone maybe that you're not makes it hard to breathe. It can be exhausting wearing that mask. So this is where our story picks up from the Gospel of Luke. It's a story about our two selves. Did you know that all of us have two selves? We have our outside self, and then we have our inner self. We have what people see on the outside, and then we have what is on the true inside. So as we dim the lights and watch this short video clip about masks, see if you can relate. Here's the funny thing about people. We all like to look good, to make a good impression, to show everyone else we have it all together. Even though none of us do, the only way to pull this off is to put something else on. And that something is called a mask. A mask can help you get a job. I have over 12 years of consumer electronics experience. 
playing video games in my parents' basement. It can make you look smarter. Organizational energies to maximize corporation synergy. I have no idea what I'm saying. And more dateable. I can't believe you're single. And I can't believe it's... You're 25. I'm not single. I'm not 25. We use our masks to impress people. 65-inch LED TV. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was like only this thick. I mean, you know, it's expensive and all, but it is the best. You <sighs> So much debt. We use them to fool people. I thought I was going the speed limit, officer. We even use them to protect the feelings of the people we love. That was a beautiful song, sweetie. I'm pretty sure you're tone deaf. I think I'm just going to walk to school today. Because I'm kind of embarrassed to be seen with you. He sounds like a great guy. What are you thinking? You do not look fat in those jeans. So that's why they call it a muffin top. We all wear masks from time to time, but the craziest place we put them on is in church. Hello, brother. Amen. Greetings to you on this day that the Lord has made. Something about it makes us want to look our best. I'm fine. Sound our best. He hath blessedeth me so verily. And make like everything's perfect. Things are great. But behind every perfect mask is a perfectly messed up life. People with hearts that are empty, confused, addicted, hopeless, helpless, and hurting. People who think... But here's the thing. This is exactly the kind of life where God shows up. Messes are his specialty. The one thing God can't work with is a mask. So around here, we have a saying. It's okay to not be okay. Nobody's perfect. But grace is available. We believe God doesn't love us if or because. He loves us anyway. We all like to look good to others. We like to make a good impression. But when it comes to God, the best impression you can make is to just be you. So Jesus gets invited to dinner with someone that is wearing a mask. He was a Pharisee, and the Pharisee was intrigued because he was there when Jesus was speaking to a large crowd of people. And what Jesus was speaking about, I'd love for you to spend some time with it. It's at the beginning of Luke chapter 11. He was talking about how to be real, how to be genuine, how to be a genuine follower of him, how to let the light into the darkest places. And so some of the people that were listening that day were folks that do not wear masks, that were real and wanted to have their spirit fed. But some of the folks there, like this Pharisee, was still wearing a mask. But the Pharisee does get intrigued. And so he says, come over and eat supper with me. And so Jesus does. And it takes only about 10 minutes before Jesus begins to come too close to this guy because Jesus speaks not to the false self, Jesus only speaks to our true and inner self. Here's what happens. In that day, you had to perform a ritual of dipping your hands in water. So when it says Jesus didn't wash, it doesn't mean he didn't wash his hands with soap because that would be kind of gross and I would agree with the Pharisee. That's not what this was. It was a symbol of internal spiritual renewal when maybe there really wasn't there. He wanted Jesus to perform the ceremony, but Jesus wasn't interested in ceremonies and traditions. He didn't want to live in his outer self. 
So he didn't perform the way this fellow wanted him to. And when he didn't perform the way this fellow didn't want him to, the fellow got offended. You know, sometimes you and I, if we get really honest about what's behind our mask, we sometimes want Jesus to perform a certain way in our life. Hey, I believe in you until you don't answer the way that I wanted. I trust in you, Lord, until I'm disappointed. I surrender. I surrender all until I need to take back control because I think you might need my help. Many of you have seen that bumper sticker that says, um, Jesus is my co-pilot. It's bad theology, right? We know that Jesus isn't assisting us. So then some people tried to change the bumper sticker, and I've seen it now where it says, um, I am Jesus's co-pilot. Still bad theology. Because the truth is, you and I are just a passenger, probably way on the back row. And Jesus has got us. Jesus responds to the Pharisee like this. You Pharisee, you wash the outside, but inside you're still dirty, full of inner enemies. Well, by this point, the Pharisee is over than offended. I mean, he has had it with Jesus. Did you know that when you get offended, that the only thing that gets offended is your pride? Our inner spirit, the truth of us within us, cannot be offended. Only pride is offended. So let me explain to you what an outer self is and what an inner self is that we've learned from this story. The outer self is things like your pride and your ego, your false identity, that person you put out to everybody, the different roles that you and I have to play. An outer self will do self-preservation where you have to sort of protect and make sure that you're not um, looked down on. But then there's this inner self, and the inner self is your true self. It's where grace and truth reside. It's your spirit. It's your true identity. I think the simplest way to define it is to say that the outer self is who we pretend to be, and the inner self is who God intends us to be. So during this dinner, Jesus, what he does to offend the Pharisee is he actually kind of peeks behind his mask. And when he peeks behind this fellow's mask, he sees the enemies within, and he calls them out. He says three things. I see that inside you, you have greed, impurity, and foolishness. You know, the truth is, if we laid down our mask this morning in worship, we would find that we too are people of greed, impurities, and foolish. So let's look at what that means. The word greed doesn't mean that you have to have more money than you already have. The word greed is bigger than that. The word greed means wanting more than God has already given you. So we can see that in big ways. Like when someone acts out in showing big greed, that's where affairs happen. Someone in a relationship says, I think things might be better with this other person or at least more exciting. And so we go over to the other side. That's greed. Or if someone embezzles, we get that, that that's a picture of greed, that I took money that doesn't really belong to me, and I just wanted it. But then there's these small pieces of greed that live within us behind our mask, and one of them is that we constantly compare ourselves to others. When we spend our time comparing ourselves to someone else, their life looks better, or that looks nicer, or she's better looking, or they're worse, they are no good. Have you heard what they did? All of that comparing is a form of greed because we're wanting something that God has not given you. Then Jesus goes on and says, not only do you have greed, but you have impurities. The word impure, if you just look it up in any dictionary, will say this, 
something that doesn't belong there. Impure means having something in your heart and in your mind that doesn't belong there. So again, we can do the obvious impurities of our sinfulness or our lustful thoughts or sarcasm, cynicism, bitterness. Those are obvious ways that we can nail our impurities, but there's some less obvious ones within us. Sometimes it's that message that plays in your head that is not from God, and it is not life-giving. Things that tell you that you got to be someone you're not, that you need to be more than you already are, that you're not enough, that you don't matter. Those kinds of thoughts and things don't belong there either, and those are impurities. I love what they do in South Africa. There's a tribe there, and in the village, when someone does something that is impure— when they do something that is unkind or not in good standing with their community, you know what they do? They bring that person into the center of the village, and then everybody in the village surrounds that person. And what they do is they go around one by one, and they tell that person what they've meant to them, good things about them, ways that that person that's standing in the middle has blessed them. And as they go around and remind that person who their true spirit is, you know what their belief is? This village believes that when we make mistakes, it's just a cry for help, that we just need reminded what our true nature is. So in this village, they do not say hello or hi. They don't say good morning. They don't say how are you like we do. They always say this, sawabona, sawabona. It means I see you. Not just your mask, not just your outside. I see you. And what I see, I value. You have meaning. What a beautiful gift if we could do that as a Christian community. That when we act out in our impurities, instead of nailing each other to the wall, that we say, here's what I see in you that is good. Let me remind you. Finally, Jesus calls them out and says, behind your mask is foolishness. You know, the word foolish just means that I'm trusting in myself that I'm trusting far too much into my own ability. One of my favorite aunts um, grew up very simple, like my dad did too, and they grew up in a very poor family. So by third grade, she had to drop out of school and help um, earn money for the family in the cotton fields. So Aunt Net was um, very real. She wore no mask. She was very down to earth. And so she would say to us kids, that's full talk. That's just a bunch of full talk. Full talk to Aunt Nat meant this. You're taking yourself too seriously, and that's full talk. When you brag and you flex your muscles and say, boy, I did pretty good, she says, that's full talk. When you think that because I attend church, that's going to change a person's insides, that's full talk. But I serve my community, and I'm very helpful, and I volunteer, so that makes me a good person and makes me a Christian. That's full talk. Do you know what really changes our hearts and our spirits? It's not the pew that you're sitting in. It's not a beautiful song sung by the choir. It's not a tradition that we hold valuable here at Lewisburg. It's not even a sermon. It's God's spirit doing work in your spirit. I want to close with a story that happened to me um, when I was at the monastery. You know, you guys graciously allowed me to go away for five days to a monastery and spend time with the Trappist monks, which are Christian monks. And um, when you get there, everything is stripped away from you. All the masks. You're not allowed to talk. There's no phones. There's no computers, no televisions, no radio, just quiet. And there's no speaking to one another. 
And what's so refreshing about it is not only did it strip the logistics things out of my life and my connection to the outside world, but it strips me down to who I really am. Because no one knows me there. They don't know that I'm a pastor. They don't know that I'm a mom trying to raise four teenagers. They don't know my thoughts. They don't know where I come from. And so you just sit in the presence of Jesus. And one of the gifts that you get there is if you want to speak to a monk, there's a talking room. And you can sign up for 30 minutes to talk to a monk about anything you want. So, of course, I signed up. And I asked the monk about this passage of Scripture. I said, you know, I'm going to be speaking on this passage of Scripture, and and I realized that Jesus called this guy out, that behind his mask was really, there was greed, impurities, and foolishness. And the monk said, I don't think it has very much at all to do with greed or his impurities or his foolishness. I think what Jesus was trying to do in that conversation is he just wanted that man to acknowledge it. Jesus is not that concerned with the way that you have not gotten it right. He does not focus on the ways that you failed. He's not really concerned about the mistakes that you've made in your story. What he wants you to do is to take off the mask and say, I own it. I'm aware. I acknowledge that I desperately need you. The monk told me, when you saw me in my robe, you made an assumption. You assumed that I'm worth talking to. You assumed that this is someone you can pour your heart out to and that I will give you solid and good advice. He's like, but if I go back to my dorm cell and still put on that persona and don't get to get real and take off the robe and just be with my maker, then I'm a fake. You know, sometimes we just need reminded. Jesus says it this way in his last verse. Woe to you, you experts in religion. You will not accept the truth for yourself. And then because of that, you prevent others from having the chance to believe. See, when we go around acting like we're something we're not and that things are okay and that I'm this person and I'm that person, we're not being real with one another. And that means we're not allowing the truth to work within our spirit. And we're actually holding other people at bay and not allowing them to find their truth within their spirit. Last time I spoke, I talked about that we're all hypocrites or we're recovering hypocrites. You're one or the other. I want to be a recovering hypocrite because then at least I'm aware and I say, I know that I have to wear a mask sometimes to get through my day. But when I'm with you, Lord, I want to be truth and spirit and grace and be who you designed me to be. So I challenge you to see how it might feel to take off the mask. Let's pray together. God, we thank you that you do not require us to be someone or not that we can come as we are and you'll reach us and work in us and move in us in powerful ways. Help us be courageous like Kinsey and take off the mask and share our stories so that we might encourage others. In Jesus' name, amen.
some of you may know, some of you may not know, I'm from a little town in North Carolina um, called King, and I have had a rough life. Um, growing up, I had, God, I'm going to cry already. <laughs> um, my mom wasn't very nice to me, and um, my dad passed away, so I had, I wasn't a very good kid, and um, so I got in a lot of trouble, and eventually I started doing drugs, and I got to a point in my life where I just, I didn't have anything. Um, I didn't have any clothes. I didn't have any place to stay. Um, I had a lot going on. And I never turned to God until a point where I was just, I just didn't care about anything anymore. Um, I didn't care if I lived or if I died. And um, I got down on my knees and I prayed and I said, I need help. Um, and then two days later, my brother and Reva called me. And they said, Kenzie, you need to go to rehab. So I went to rehab for 30 days. And after I got out of rehab, I moved here. <laughs> and um, I, I didn't graduate high school. Um, that wasn't really a, a priority, really. Um, I never got my license. Um, and I got, actually, I got to my last semester of my senior year, and then I dropped out. Um, because I was kicked out of my house, and I had to get a job, and I had to pay bills. And so I couldn't do all that and do school at the same time. So... When I got here, it took me a couple months, but I got my GED, and a couple weeks ago, I got my license, and I got a car, and now I have a job, and um, I couldn't have done all of that without them, and um, they're really, really important in my life, and they're really good role models and great parents and friends. So, y'all are really blessed to have them. Thank y'all. I'm going to ask that you raise a hand of blessing to Kinsey as we pray. Dear God, we thank you how good you are, that you have known Kinsey since before her birth, and you knew you had a plan for her, and that your grace was wide and big enough for her. Thank you, God, that she said yes to you, and that she said yes to sobriety, and yes to the good things that you have in store. May that continue. May you pour your blessings and your grace upon her life. In Jesus' name, amen. me to be king 
Build my tower up to the sky So why do I try? You never asked me to be rich To buy the things that gold can buy So why do I try? All you ever wanted was my heart My heart, my simple heart To you that's all that really matters Why do I feel I have to reach Believe I have to when you never said I had to climb these broken ladders. You never asked me to be complete, by myself find all I need. So why do I try? Stand alone, face the struggles on my own. So why do I try? When all you ever wanted was my heart, my heart, my simple heart. To you that's all that really matters. Why do I feel I have to reach, believe I have to rise, when you never said I had to climb these broken ladders, cause all they do is take my eyes off of you, make me forget the truth. Thank you for listening to this teaching from the Lewisburg United Methodist Church. We pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For additional teaching, resources, and podcasts, as well as who we are and our upcoming events, please visit our website, lwbumc.com.